Well, you know when the combine comes around, you're going to have stories. You're going to have guys running fast. You're going to have guys lifting a lot of weights. And you're going to have character flag issues, right? Well, this one comes from the top of the draft. Jalen Carter, he left the combine. He's already back. But we'll tell you all about his fiasco and whether or not the uh, the projected first-round pick could slip out of the top 10. We'll talk about that as well as facilities. I thought that was only for college players. No, no, no. I guess people care about facilities in the NFL. The report is out, and the Cleveland Browns didn't do too uh, well. But the Baltimore Ravens did worse. So we'll talk about that. So much more. NFL Combine. A lot of things going on. It's this episode of the Locked on Browns podcast. You are locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. NFL Combine Week. Uh, we've now gotten to the point where guys are starting to work out, so we're going to break down here. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. From the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 92.3 The Fan, on-air personality, Garrett Bush Barbershop open every Saturday. You can catch UCSS, obviously, uh, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1, live on YouTube. And for any other appearances or any other questions, make sure you're following at GBush91. We appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day. Whether it's free, always available on your favorite podcast platform here on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, notifications on. Uh, throw some likes on the episode for you guys. And, of course, you got Roku. Go in and search Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You will find us here. You will find Lockdown Guardians. You will find Lockdown Cavaliers. And also... The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Um, as we you know jump into this year, um, the headline of the 2023 NFL Combine to this point has not been the players themselves. Has not been the workouts. It has been um, some questionable character off the field. Um, regarded top five overall picks, some people maybe feel the top overall player in this draft, defensive tackle Jalen Carter out of the University of Georgia. Um, you know, as everybody kind of understands now, Jalen Carter, there's questions um, about the evening of January 15th, uh, as everybody you know should know now. Um, there was a Georgia staffer and a Georgia player in another vehicle, um, car overturned, accident, uh, two young people lost their lives. The question now is um, the police in their belief of, you know, what exactly where Jalen Carter was that evening? Was he? Closer to them was there, you know, incidents maybe of racing these things. You know, Jalen Carter is not helping himself that he had a speeding ticket in September going 89 into 45. Uh, Todd McShay came out, I guess it was probably, you know, mid to late December and talked that, you know, there were some character concerns with Jalen Carter, which a lot of people wanted to flame Todd McShay over uh, about over the t at the time. Um, obviously, you know maybe some apologies are due there to Todd McShay. Um, since then, Jalen Carter has gone back to Athens, Georgia. 
He has, uh, you know, basically been booked on both charges. He has paid four thousand dollars in bail. He's already in, in back in Indianapolis as we speak. You know, finishing what he can here. He was never going to work out anyway, so that's obviously not changing anything. Uh, but back in Indianapolis, you know, to try and you know get his meetings in, finish up everything from that front. I think, you know, what for me, Garrett, is I think the Athens police are looking for answers. You know, they want to make sure exactly and understand what happened that night. Um, it's not sadly going to bring back either of those two young people's lives. Um, you know, maybe, you know, finding out exactly what happened brings some solace, brings some peace to those families as they are certainly going through some very, very, very difficult times. Um, for Jalen Carter, as far as, you know, does this affect draft stock? In my opinion, it's too early to tell. Um, you know, I always believe the NFL's got more of a moral soul, a moral compass, or maybe I believe that they will eventually have more of a moral soul, moral compass than they actually do. A lot of things are great in lip service and things of that nature. Uh, the NFL is a business, and it's all about business. And in order to provide big business, you know, big tickets, big stars, doesn't really matter if they have flaws and you know us as browns fans i think we all understand that right now if you're a superstar you can be a flawed superstar uh, i'm not so sure the nfl cares too much about it there'll be more that comes on this obviously with jalen carter in the weeks days to come um does he still go top 10 probably does he get worse maybe go top 20 probably is there any chance the cleveland Browns see him at selection 42 not a chance in hell um but you know certainly you know not the timing for jalen carter here but who knows? You know, and I got to believe in the swiftness, Garrett, and how quickly he got back to Athens, took care of this part, got back to Indianapolis. I have a hard time believing that his camp didn't know this was coming. Yeah, I, I look at it like this. Um, there, there's, you know, first and foremost, I want to go to to the to the safety angle. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, you know, we kind of seen some of the same things with Miles Garrett driving fast. Um, and, and in this case, you know, two people lost their lives, and, and so. And at some point, you got to realize that you got to do, you 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 got to learn your lesson. And, and if you can't learn your lesson from, you know, people losing their lives from from driving recklessly, then you, you're going to have to actually sit down a little bit. And for me, I don't think people realize getting in cars and and, and driving fast and, and, and seeking thrills. You know, that's all fine and dandy on video games. That's cool if you're watching Fast and the Furious 7. But look, when you're talking about other people's lives, you put a lot of people in danger out there. And so I hope that he would learn from this situation and say, look, man, life is a very fragile thing. And sometimes you don't walk away from crashes like that. Uh, worse, you could be paralyzed. Worse, you could paralyze somebody else. Worse, you could kill somebody. And so I, I think a lot of times when people have a lot of money, they're young. You feel invincible. I didn't been there. I played college football. You played college football. You're young. You feel like you could never be injured. There's nothing that's ever going to come. You, you're riding high. And then all of a sudden, all it takes is one little one little jerk, one little slip, one little lost control, and you change your life forever. So I would hope that everybody coming into the league would understand something and that life is precious and that you can make one bad decision behind a wheel and, and you can get back there and then you're going to have to live with those consequences. Um, in terms of his football career, like you said, he's going to play. Um, you know, he's too talented and the way the league works is some teams going to take him. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, first, 10th, he may lose a little money. 
Um, you know, if he slips out of the top 10 because of character issues, because of his discrepancy and what he told the police, best believe today they're asking him about that. And I think one of the things that the, the his agent did is his agent wanted him to be back in front of those people to take account for what he did and to reassure that there is no character issues in terms of what he he said to the police the first time and what he's what his story is now. So I think that that was not that was very strategic. They did not want to skip those meetings. They did not want to because there's a lot of GMs that could take you off the board. I mean, Jake, they could just say, look, we're not going to take him off the board. And the Chicago Bears is the top of the draft. And they're thinking maybe we trade back. Maybe we we give up. And, and I think right now the way the draft looks, this pretty much guarantees that I believe that uh, I believe that it will be a quarterback taken with the first overall pick. What, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, yeah, I do believe, you know, for the Ch Chicago Bears, if you're interested in Jalen Carter, this just helps you because now you can drop down a little bit. You ain't got to pay that price. Um, you know, you, you can recruit other assets here. Obviously, the Chicago Bears have a, a bunch, a bunch of holes here. Um, you know, so for, you know, as this goes on and Jalen Carter is, you know, he's I don't think he was ever going to go one overall anyway. I don't think, you know, this recent last few days has anything to do with that for Jalen Carter. He was never going to go one anyway. Um, it's quarterback driven league quarterbacks go one. It's kind of just the way this goes here. Um, but for Carter, who's had questions, um, this certainly doesn't help things. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, if all the other boxes are checked, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, they'll get over the fact that, you know, you know, the foot gets a little heavy when he's behind the driver's wheel. But look, this is something that cannot be viewed as, you know, just something to, you know, basically write off. We saw it with Miles Garrett early this fall. You saw it with Henry Ruggs a year and a half ago. One of the most disgusting incidents the NFL's I ever had to deal with in their lives. Um, and, you know, look, we were all young. We all carried that invincible, you know, like nothing can happen to you. Um, yeah, maybe it's a great way to think. Maybe it's a great way to feel, but it's also moronic at the end of the day um, and can lead to some serious issues, obviously. Um, I'm not saying any way whatsoever Jalen Carter was, you know, connected to this. You know, the, you know, the rumors are that maybe, you know, they were goating each other in a racing. I have no idea. Obviously, none of us do at this point whether or not that was the case, you know, any way whatsoever. And to Jalen Carter's defense, he and his camp are saying we're going to be 100% exonerated over this. Um, so we'll see if that's the case. I mean, it's going to play out. Um, you know, again, he was never going one overall. There's just too many quarterbacks. There's just too big of a need at the quarterback position. Um, but you know, basically the combine kicked off this year and it kicked off with, you know, the one thing I don't think that any of us want is, you know, talking about obviously off field incidents, D tackles, D ends getting to work today. We're going to get to that here. Uh, your latest lockdown Browns, Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, appreciate you all for being along for the ride. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsback app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. They have it broken down any which way. There's so many individual bets you can make. 
Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Pick five, six bets that you like, even if they're long shots. You don't have to put a lot of money down. You got a chance at a big, big payout. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. Uh, G. Bush, Jeff Lloyd, Combine Week. Make sure you continue to follow us on Locked On, at Locked On Browns on Twitter. And make sure you go ahead and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit the notification bell so you get informed of all of our uh, content coming out right when it drops so you won't miss a thing. Combine is, is ready to go, Jeff, and, and this is the guys that we, we are interested in. Because you got to look at it. Um, Browns are interested in edge rushers. Browns interested in defensive tackles. So we're looking at some of the guys uh, who are right now working out and, and doing what they need to do to try to turn some heads. When you look at it, I think the um, the, the the guy that really showed out is Kali Kansi, uh, defensive tackle from Pitt. Now, if you don't know Aaron Donald's from Pitt, and uh, he is an undersized defensive tackle, um, he, he Kansi did not did not blaze as much as as Aaron Donald, but he did he did have a great work workout, great run. Um he ran a four seven three, four seven eight, um two two really fast runs. And this is a defensive tackle came in at six one, uh two hundred and eighty one pounds. He came in actually the one thing for him is he and this never happens at the combine. He actually ever. came in an inch taller. Right. Nobody gets taller at the combine. That never happens. They they always take a half inch from you or, or he, he said one, he was yeah, I always five. leave an inch or two on the flight. You six three and a half, bro. Now so he came in and ran very well. Uh, you know, talk about a guy from Pitt. They are the the undisputed kings of undersized defensive tackles, <laughs> but they get it done, man. Uh, you know, uh, we we had a guy who was there. Uh, Jabal Sheard was a defensive end. Yep. He was a shorter end, but all of them had that same body type, speed, fast, explosive. Um, uh, so any really long arms, 31 inches at, at the long arms. So you want to have long arms so you can punch, uh, you know, get them, get people up off of you. Uh, but more than that, there were some other guys that I thought really showed out really well. Um, I, I saw Brian Breesey from Clemson, 486. That's nice that, the way he came in. Gervin Dexter, 488. Um, Zach Pickens from South Carolina came in at a 489. And Jalen Redman. From Oklahoma, four eight one. We already got a bunch of uh, Oklahoma guys on our team. It seems like, but I, I, you know, for the fact that um, the, for the fact that he they came out in and these are defensive tackles running in the four eights, that is moving. Um, so you know, I'm 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 excited to see some of those guys. Um, some of those guys, Nolan Smith, actually the Georgia edge rusher, he came in. Um, he did not run. I don't think he ran today. Um, but he came in at six two two thirty eight. Um, and, uh, he, he really, he really showed a nice size for his position as well. Um, gee, just, just while you're on Nolan Smith, vertical jump, a 41 and a half, a 10 and 10, eight broad jump. So you want to talk about explosion right there. That is absolutely, that's crazy. It's bananas. Come on now. Come on now. Listen, and he's a guy and I, and I talked to some people, they said that the, the edge rushers are actually 
probably the, the 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 place where you could get the most value from because they are deep in in edge rusher rather than defensive tackles, Jeff. Um, and what I'm going to get to here, and um, we saw some guys today. You know, we had talked about uh, you know Tui Patola out of USC. Um, he was an undersized defensive tackle, similar to the kid from Pittsburgh we're speaking of. Uh, measured more like an end. Um, but this is one thing I'm going to get to here for the Browns. You know, and we have talked about, you know, Miles Garrett, 6'5, 270. Alex Wright, what, 6'5, 270. Isaiah Thomas, around six foot five, around 265. I don't think that's the route the Browns are going this year. Um, and I know, look, we have all this background, you know, Andrew Barry, this is what he's picked. We can go through all his drafts and we can say, you know, to this point, Aaron Drew Barry has drafted three defensive tackles. One was six foot four, 305. One was six, two, 300. One was six, four, 290. Da 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 da. That's not what you're going to look for. I mean, obviously those are defensive tackles, but these six foot four and a half, six foot five, two seventy DNs. Jim Schwartz has got what he needs there. Jim Schwartz and you, Gene, I have harped on this a bunch. This guy Nolan Smith that we're just mentioning, you are looking for, and I don't want to say undersized because to say a man is six foot three, two forty is undersized is a stinking joke. But you need somebody that can parlay into this wide nine a little bit better than maybe an Alex Wright can, maybe a little bit better than an Isaiah Thomas can. A guy like uh, you know Nolan Smith, when Pete was on with me the other day, we talked about Ojalare out of LSU. Another guy, yes, 6'3", 240, but these are guys that are going to fit that. And if the bang for the buck at 42, and again, I don't think the Browns are drafting at 42. I think the Browns are going to find a way to maybe trade back a little bit and get three picks within the top 100. That's always been something it seems that Andrew Berry is, even if he hasn't had a first-round pick, he still likes to get three cracks of the bat within the top 100. So maybe a Keanu Benton, who had a great day today. This kid just keeps setting it up. The thing I love about Keanu Benton is when you're talking about a guy playing on the interior and you tell me he has a very extensive high school wrestling background, you love that because, dude, you know how much that works as far as, you know, creating space, creating the opportunity for you to attack. And for Benton, obviously, that is part of his repertoire. But when we're looking at the DNs and some of these guys are going to run with the linebackers and do the agilities with the linebackers, uh, you know, I think it was just a numbers thing. They don't want to have 60 guys go work out and then bring out another 25. You try to get the two groups as similar as you can as far as numbers. But these these undersized guys compared to what we've grown accustomed to on the edge for the Browns in the years past, it's going to change. You want, and the other thing is we've always heard want more athleticism, want more speed. So if the guy's six foot five, two seventy, and runs like miles Garrett, you're not getting him in the second round. You're not getting him in the third round. You're not getting him. Both. You better hold a top 10 selection. Otherwise you don't even sniff a player like that. Mm-mm. But so, you know, understand with Jim Schwartz being here with a change in the defensive philosophy in the way he does his business, those charts are fantastic. And yes, we can chart everything Andrew Barry has done to this part point, but this is now going to change. And an edge they're going to look at is going to be a guy who's somewhere, some probably in the range of six foot three, 240, and he'll come in, and when I say start with the Browns, I don't mean start. He will start his career with the Browns, just being a guy who lines up in wide nine in obvious passing situations, and they're hoping he can beat the daylights off of a right tackle while they're trying to commit seven people to stop Miles Garrett. Yeah, that, that that's where it's going to be. I think what they're going to do is going to have some guys in there um, that are just going to come in and, and, and rush. Um, you know, you might not have a guy that's going to be coming in to play 
you know, every single down, but that's where you can really find um, some of those guys. So those guys that come in on third down, come in with the Greyhound package, use them in some of these wide nines and, and just get up field and go after the quarterback. So there's a lot of these guys um, in this draft. And I think that's where the Browns are going to find value in the edge rushers moving forward. And I think, uh, I think they'll do that in multiple rounds of this, uh, of this draft. Uh, and just to go back, obviously, to our first segment, and that was one of the things that was really difficult yesterday. As the Jalen Carter news was starting to unfold, there was this guy, Nolan Smith, sitting in front of the podium, basically talking about the loss of his friend and, you know, how it was something that, you know, it's still really eating at him. And, you know, this whole snowball of thing that's obviously gone on. Um, and look, you know, University of Georgia, I think it's been 11 player arrests in 12 months. Uh, look, man, it's great. You're pumping out natties, man. It's great that you're, you know, obviously have a, a top shelf program right now. But uh, sometimes you got to go in there, man, and button it up, man. And, you know, look, it, it, it's college. You know, people kind of get a little bit wilder than they tend to. But, you know, sometimes, man, you got to rein those boys in. There has been rankings put out. And this was, uh, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure where J.C. Treader and his comrades were coming from by trying to do this. Um and did the Browns fare well in this assessment from players? No. Um, but compared to what's going on right now in Baltimore, I don't care because this is too juicy to pass up. And anytime you can get people talking about something else other than the NFL combine when the combine's going on, you know you got something on your hands. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, we appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day. Ah, yes, Jeff, we are back at it again. And I'm going to tell you what, <laughs> anytime you're talking about this this stuff right here, this is, this is I wouldn't say silly season. I think this is the season of, you know, people are, are you know, talking about a lot of different things. Uh, you know, when the combine, you know, all the media meets out there and, and, and they go and have at it and hang out and tell their stories. And it, Jason Lloyd and Mary Kay was talking about how ooh, it was crazy out there. I said, man, you guys, you act like it was Vegas or something, man. Vegas out here, but uh, the, the, a story came out that I thought was quite interesting was the facilities for the Cleveland Browns, right? Um, and when you look at the facility grades, so the Players Association reached uh, released its first report cards of daily experience of all 32 teams. Based on that survey conducted with 1,300 players across the league, Cleveland ranked 21st out of 32 teams with grades in the following categories, league rankings in parentheses. So they gave the treatment facilities of, or excuse me, treatment of families a C. Uh, that's kind of, uh, I don't know what that what goes into that, but okay. Treatment of families a C. What they, they came in 21st. Food service and nutrition D plus. <laughs> but by the way, uh, across the league, they were tied for 18th with a D plus. So how many people really don't like the food? It's a lot. At least um, they have food. They ask the Bengals guys to stick around late and watch some film, and you got to go get your own damn dinner afterwards, man. You can't even get, get a sandwich on the way out the door. Get you some Skyline while you're out there, bro. Oh um, weight room, D+, plus, um, 29th. Strength and conditioning coach, hey, they like it, A+, plus, tied for first within that area. There you go. Um, training room, B+, plus, tied for fifth is really good. Mark, training staff is A, um, that was tied for ninth. Locker room was a D+, plus. that was tied for 22nd in the league. And team travel C tied for twenty first. So Jeff, um, with that being said, what 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 numbers stand out to you a bit? 
I think some of this also has to do with, you know, where you're at with your facility. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you're closer to brand new, you, your scores better be stinking high, you know. But then, you know, there were also some things, you know, the hot tub wasn't hot enough. The cold tub wasn't cold enough. Um, and look, in some of this, man, you may have guys with an axe to grind. You truly may have, you know, some of that. Um, but I think the thing that I take away that's most important about this is the Browns are bringing in the correct people. They spoke about the training staff. They graded well. Yep. Strength coach graded well. Now, where this shifts, um, and if you're not following any of Baltimore Ravens' Twitter today, um, and all it takes sometimes is one guy to maybe have the courage to step up and say some things. Obviously, Rashad Bateman, and this wasn't even – I don't even know if this is you know half related to the report or half related to the general manager – who apparently, you know, look, the general manager basically talked about, well, we got to keep drafting wide receivers because nothing ever works out. So either, but Eric DaCosta tried to make it sound like it's been every receiver. Well, man, you've drafted what, 10, 11 receivers in six years. None of them panned out. Wow. Not any of them panned out. Um, and now you have Rashad Bateman, and he's probably talking about it from both ends. You know, he thinks, you know, the injury and recovery is horrible. And you have former players there. Our guy Carl Davis was a solid player for the Baltimore Ravens. He was being pushed at five months to try and do more after an ACL injury. He's like, this is exactly the max of what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Questioning his heart, questioning his work ethic. Another player jumped in, said, I had a five-year career. Never had an injury in my life. I finished on IR three years in a row the time I was in Baltimore. They're flaming the Baltimore Ravens in the way they run. And if you wonder... Why a certain franchise quarterback who's been a league MVP has not put pen to paper on committing the next six, seven years of his career to this franchise. Now maybe you start to see why there's questions behind this. Look, no NFL franchise is perfect. We're not naive enough to understand this, but how in the world can you go to the point where you would invest with your quarterbacks, some other players, over $100 million guaranteed, over $40 million guaranteed, $50 million guaranteed, $60 million guaranteed, and you can't get with them what you need. Like, I mean, for a player to say, man, the hot tub ain't hot. Dude, you ain't got a guy that comes in on Monday, every Monday, and maybe every Thursday. Dude, I, first off, clean the freaking thing because, God, you know, I'm saying players aren't showering and going to the hot tub. They're going right from the workout to the hot tub. That sucker needs to be drained every 48 hours. But how can you not do this? How can you have a franchise? And, you know, look, there's others as well. But how can Joe Burrow stay late watching film and have to pick up his DoorDash and get some pizza sent to the freaking facility? I mean, but you're trying to tell this guy, in all reality, we're going to commit more than $235 million guaranteed to you. But we can't even get you a couple pizzas in here because you're staying late putting in the detail that is required to be a star. It tells you a lot of things about this way this league is. And when a lot of people say, you know, the ownership in this league, they are way past their prime. They don't care about their players. The proof's in the pudding. And that's what these numbers tell you. And, you know, look, there is a lot of camaraderie in this league. I don't think there's a lot of this is going to affect, you know, whether or not so-and-so wants to come play with Deshaun Watson, wants to come play with Miles Garrett, wants to come play with Nick Chubb. I don't think the weight room is going to be the one that's going to be the be-all, end-all as selling it. But it's pretty sad because you want to know what, Garrett, is 
we can go to probably the top seven or eight schools in the SEC, better. maybe the top three or four in the Big Ten. Better. And these facilities blow the Way freaking better. daylights out of professional facilities. So are you in it for the players, for owning a team and all of that stuff? Are you in it just for the God almighty dollar? Look, you're making money anyway. And let's be honest, most of these owners, you have great, great grandchildren who haven't been born yet, who may never have to lift a finger in their entire life. Ever, ever. Invest and ever. absolutely invest in your players, invest in your talent. Hey, listen, I, I tell you what, you know, it, it just shows you. And, and by the way, the, I don't feel bad for the Ravens. I don't feel bad for them. You know why? Because they was talking a whole lot of stuff last year at this time. You know, when when, when Steve Bashotti got the, the information and get the, got the news about Deshaun Watson's deal, he, he goes on record says, I'm not trying to answer that when I had a reaction to it. And it's like, damn, I wish they hadn't guaranteed the whole contract, Bashotti said Tuesday at the NFL League meetings. I don't know that he should have been the first guy to get a, a fully guaranteed contract. To me, that's something that is groundbreaking and it will make negotiations harder with others. So here's the thing. Yeah, it made it harder for others. You you, you guys are not negotiating with Lamar Jackson, um, and it looks like you're not even negotiating. You don't even have a problem, just have a problem with guaranteed contracts. You got a problem with your facilities. You don't want to give nobody no, no – you, you, the facilities is run down too. I mean, what you, you hit it right on, on the head. The owners feel like it is everyone's responsibilities to put money in their pockets, and they're just doing this as a favor to us. Like, we don't put, like, people ain't putting no money in. Like, the fans ain't putting money in. Like, the TVs ain't giving them, TV deals not giving them billions. They act like these, this is, this is, this a favor to the peons out there for, for you guys. We're just doing this as a favor. We don't have to do none of this for you. And it's, it's just the attitude that they have. And that's what happens when you rule with impunity for a long time. You feel like you can never get brought back down to earth. Look, it's, it's sad. A lot of it is sad. I mean, could you imagine, you know, being a guy, you know, who played at Alabama, LSU, Georgia, won national championship. And, you know, you get to the city you're about to play in and granted, yeah, well, there's only, you know, 53 in the practice squad. So what, maybe 70 guys on the roster. And, you know, if you went to, you know, one of those schools in the SEC, 125, maybe with walk-ons, 130. Mm-hmm. But the facilities blew it away. I, like, go. I mean, that it's just crazy to think that you walked into an NFL room. And, you know, I'm saying this is it. This is the headquarters. And is that the old weight room? Like, y'all got a new one, or is that like just for like you know? Yeah, what does is each positional group have their own weight room, or because that, yeah, it's you know it's crazy to see that truly the way top shelf world class athletes are treated. Um, and you know, look, you know, when this happens, and you know, if they don't get it done with number eight in Baltimore, it's I don't think it's going to be a quick redo. Because I think the only reason some of those guys are even still even clinging to being a Baltimore Raven is because they know if Lamar Jackson's still there, they will go to the playoffs. Yep. And what do you want to do? You get to the playoffs, it gives you a shot at going to a Super Bowl. But it don't work out with number eight. It's going to be a while. It's certainly going to be a while. And you know what, Bashadi, You didn't want to spend the more than $235 million guaranteed. Well, guess what? You're going to have to start by building new facilities, Better for you're spending the money somewhere. That money you're spending the money one way or the other. 
So you might as well figure out what's best for your franchise. Me personally, I hope Lamar walks, obviously. Um, yeah, so go ahead and build that new weight room. Try to draw people in that way. Um, so we've got to a ton here so far, you know, um, getting uh, defensive linemen starting to work out here. Uh, you know, tomorrow, switch it up. We'll get to defensive backs. Um, you know, the Jalen Carter story to this point. And obviously, you know, and this was interesting. I, you know, I fully assume they plan to do this year in, year out. And I think by doing this, J.C. Treader and the NFL Players Association, the message is being said, if you didn't score well here, you better not be back in this next position next year. We told you, we thought, you know, what was good, what was bad. Find a way to make it better. Players deserve to be treated better. And when you have guys nervous to go to their training staff to get their injuries worked on, that's a damn, damn scary thought. He is Garrett Bush, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Monday through Friday, live YouTube, 11 to 1, the barbershop, every Saturday morning, 92.3 The Fan. Make sure you're checking that out. Other appearances, certainly other shots to catch Garrett. And the best way to do all that is to follow at GBush91. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. DMs are always open, of course. Um, whether uh, for everybody, you know, we appreciate you all making us your first listen every day. Uh, your favorite podcast app, we're always available, always free. YouTube, make sure you subscribe, notifications on, throw some likes on the episodes for your boys. And I told you, you got Roku. Go ahead, Locked On Cleveland Sports. You will get Garrett and I here five days a week. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, five days a week. Guardians, Cavs, it's time, man. Everything kind of in bloom here now. Uh, you know, I, I see everybody kind of starting to matriculate back here towards Brown's coverage because the offseason gets you, you know, going as, of course. I get it. I get it. I get it. And we appreciate every single one of you for coming back here every day. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.